ninth episode of Talk Red. On this episode, I'm with my dad. We're going to be talking about transfer news, player performances, injuries, and formations. Let's get right into this episode. First up is transfer news. Uh, the Werner deal is probably not happening. There was a lot of speculation about that um, at the beginning of the January transfer window. But that is almost definitely not happening. Uh, last week, I think it was, um, Liverpool made a vid, bid vid, bid for João Felix. Do you know how much it was? I don't even know who João Felix is. He's a 19-year-old wonder kid from Benfica. Mm. He's been playing extremely well for them in the league and the Champions League. And try and guess what the bid was. I don't know. 25 mil. 62 million pounds. Probably didn't happen. It's Sky Sports. That doesn't mean it's happened. Okay. Well, that would have made it the third most expensive bid Liverpool have ever made for a player. And it does seem unlikely for a 19-year-old if you're bidding £62 million for it. Um, and do, do you think Liverpool will sign anybody in the January transfer window? No. Why? Pop said they won't. When? In his press conferences. Which one? He was asked whether it was likely they'll make signings and he said no. Mm. So, that's that. Then why did he make a bid for Jal Felix? He didn't. You're relying on Sky Sports as if it's truth. Yeah, because Sky Sports is a very reliable source of information what? for football. Why do you think that? Because they're almost always right. No. Not sure. Sky News will make stuff up like anybody else will make stuff up. Oh, okay. Uh, well, play for performances. Um, you've got Naby Keita first up in the play performances. Okay. Is this a different? You're moving on from transfers. Yeah. What else is there to talk about? Okay. So you say, okay, that's transfer. Let's talk about play performance. Yeah. Um, Naby Keita. There's been a lot of speculation whether he will fit into this Liverpool side, which is, there shouldn't be, because he's just taken a while. I don't think people remember that he was playing so well before he got injured at Napoli. He was playing so, so well, he was starting almost every game. And now people, and then after... Sorry, Napoli? Yeah, he got injured at Napoli. I don't think he was playing well before Napoli. He was, he was playing really well. Which games? What do you mean, which games? Which games are you playing well? He played very, very well against um, Crystal Palace at home. And he also played well against Leicester. And he played well against West Ham as well. Leicester what? Leicester away? Yeah. He's only had... I don't think so. I think he's only had one or two good performances. Well, I mean, I'd, I'd say his standout performances were Burnley and Crystal Palace. Would you say that? Uh, no, I thought Crystal Palace did bits. Wasn't massively effective. And, uh, I mean the 2-0 one. Yeah. Oh, okay. And, um, yeah, Burnley was probably his best game, but no, he's, it's clear he hasn't settled yet. Uh, so what are your opinions on him? Exactly that, that he hasn't played properly um, yet. He seems like a fish out of water in Klopp's team. And he's going to take more time to, to adapt when he was playing for Leipzig. 
he had more responsibility to carry the team. He could go box to box. Teams didn't really defend massively deep against Leipzig, so he had space to run past players. Whereas against Liverpool, 90% of the team sit back and there isn't a lot of space. So his skills of running with the ball bursting through, uh, they're kind of slightly limited. So do you think he should play against better teams which come out of the block straight away? No, not necessarily, because it's not only that that you have to do in a Klopp team. You have to do other things. And uh, physically, he hasn't looked like he's at the right standard. He just looks like he's on a slightly different wavelength to the rest of the team. OK, well, uh, second on the play performance is Fabinho. Now, Fabinho, do you think that he has settled fully into the Liverpool side? Not fully. But he's, uh, he's almost there. Yeah, I mean, he's playing really well, but when he has the ball, I don't ultimately feel confident because he's given the ball away uh, a lot of times. Like, especially that one against Manchester United. Did they score from it? I don't know if they scored for it when Fabinho gave the ball away. Um, I just don't feel fully confident when he has the ball. Love seeing him play, love seeing him on the team sheet. Um, and I think he's doing really well for us. And he hasn't hit his top form. When he does, we've got one of the best midfielders in the Premier League. Right now, City have got the best midfield. They've got De Bruyne, Fernandinho. Are City living in your head? And David Silva. And those three are probably better than any other midfielder in the Premier League. Could you argue anybody's better? Not that, not that fast about City, to be honest. That's true, they're four points ahead, nobody cares, irrelevant, irrelevant. Well, you do, because you just mentioned them out of the blue. They're living in your head. They're living, I mean... Rent-free. How many times do you have to use that? It's true, though. Yeah, I know, but you keep on using it when I speak about other teams. Not on the podcast, I'm interested, I'm interested in football. I can talk about football and our main rivals for the title on the Liverpool podcast. Is there something wrong with that? Do you have some? Do you have something against me? I don't know. Player performance, and then all of a sudden it's about City. Oh yeah, that's that's true. So, what are your opinions on Fabinho? Um, he himself has said that in the French league. Oh yeah. You get more time on the ball, and in the Premier League you don't. He's also had to become physically stronger. So he's yeah. had a specific gym routine to strengthen his core. Mm. So he's able to take a lot of the physical buffeting and challenges. Um, I mean, his passing is excellent, short, long. He takes responsibility, he takes risks, um, seems to have a cool head on his shoulders, doesn't seem to get phased by much. Um, he can also attack, so he can play in a number eight role, um, and he can play in a number six. The question is whether or not he can play in a number six by himself. That's the question. But then what would you, what formation would you play if he was in a six by himself? Four, three, three. So you'd play a false nine? That's what a 4-3-3 would offer when Liverpool play, yes, like they have done for the last two seasons. So you'd have him as a 
CDM number six, and then... No, I'm saying whether, my question is whether or not he can play that role, which is what Klopp, I think, ideally wants him to do. I think Firmino, not Firmino, Fabinho plays best when he's with Henderson. Because Henderson's more defensive, he doesn't really go forward. And I feel Fabinho likes the freedom to go forwards and backwards at his will. Because he always knows that Henderson's going to be behind him. Whereas when Henderson goes forward, he always knows that Fabinho's going to be behind him. Right, that's enough on Fabinho. Now... A double pivot is a different system to a 4-3-3. Yeah, I know. So, if Klopp wants to play a No, we're talking about that in the formation if, bit. Yeah, but end. if Klopp wants to play with a formation that requires one player yeah. in a number, number six role, then the question is whether or not Fabinho can do that. Okay, um, moving on from Fabinho. Front three. Well, this is this is what I'm saying. Before. I have a date, sorry. Yeah. Okay. Um, before. Actually, two. What's your time? Eh? I mean, we're doing the podcast. Yeah, I know. Carry on. Okay. Um, what did you say? Ha <laughs> right. Um the front three in the cr- Oh my gosh. Right. The defence has been stepping up for the front three when the front three haven't been performing particularly well. What? Like the defence Okay, say in the Napoli game, the front three didn't perform extremely well. They missed opportunities which they should have scored in uh-huh. and they should have relieved pressure off the defenders. But and the Napoli game, the defenders stepped up, especially Alisson in that last minute save. And throughout the season, that's been happening. 1 0 Brighton, um, defence played really well. But this time, in the Crystal Palace game. Can you tell me what you think defence is? That is an odd question. No, go on, answer it according to what you understand of the question. Okay, defence, they stay further back on the pitch unless you're a wing back and so for you defense defenders no no actually no right tell me what is defense I didn't understand your question properly uh, defense is when the team your opposition is playing offensively they're on the offensive and you have to set up to defend which is stop the ball from getting your goal. That's what defence is. Now carrying on with what I was saying, the Crystal Palace make any sense, by the, way. the Crystal Palace game, um, the front three stepped up. Fine, do this by yourself. When the defence Abba mm. can you not? Do what? Why are you saying do this by yourself? Well it's either a discussion or it's not. Yeah, but I'm talking. And when I was talking, you interrupted me back there. And um, the front three stepped up when the defence didn't. I mean, the defence was good, but they weren't amazing up to standard as they were the whole season. I mean, they let three goals in. Um, the, The front three scored four goals when they needed to. And... Now, apparently the front three didn't click 
before this season. I don't think it was a matter of clicking. It was a matter of team performance. And it's everybody's saying, oh, it's clicked now, it's clicked. Everything's fine. It hasn't. They just all had a good game. And that's what I think about the front three. What do you think? Um, I'm still thinking about the defence. What about the defence? Well, the team defence. Rather than defenders. Yeah. Or centre-backs and full-backs. If the front three don't defend, then that puts pressure on the midfield. If the midfield don't defend, then that puts pressure on the back four. Yeah. So... And if the, if the back four down, then the keep has to pull out worldies. Now, there's a reason why Liverpool haven't conceded lots of shots on their goal this season, is to do the whole team defending properly. And that comes down to the front three. So I don't think there's this idea that you know the front three do their thing, and if they're not doing their thing, the defenders have to defend. If Sadio Mane doesn't put pressure on the full-backs, Salah isn't in position cutting off the passing channels if Firmino isn't filling in at right back when James Milner gets sent off uh, there is no defending and you can see goals yeah okay well something I wanted to point out from the two Crystal Palace games were the lineups were very similar this is what I think Klopp has specific teams for specific opponents because here, the when we beat Crystal Palace 2-0 at Salah's Park earlier in the season, our team was Alisson, Gomez, Virgil, Robbo, Trent. Let's start with the back four. Now, our team now was Alisson, Virgil, Matip, Robbo and Milner. Obviously, Gomez is injured, so Matip came in. Robbo, the same. Milner came in because Trent was injured. So that back four was only changed because of injuries and I think that if all of them weren't injured they would have played and then now the midfield three um, or two or whatever in the 2-0 win it was Milner, Wijnaldum, Keita and in this one it was Henderson, Fabinho and Keita Milner was obviously filling in at right back and Wijnaldum was injured um, so Fabinho came in and Henderson came in and Keita also played and then obviously the same front three. So, do you agree that Klopp has set team? Well, not set teams. Similar teams for set opponents. No. But I mean, if you look at the other, um, if you look at the evidence here, then that's just teams from two games. The same game in the same season. Yeah, it's just one example. I mean, you can't draw conclusions from that. Okay, well, if this is the case and we come up with the same lineup against Leicester as we did um, back in the season when we won 2-1, I do not want that to happen in our midfield, which is probably the most dreaded midfield I would want. With How does that make any sense? Because just because the team is Leicester, it might have been a year since you played Leicester. Yeah. They might have signed four new players and change manager. Yeah, which how would it how would it make sense to play the same? Which they haven't. I'm saying you're saying that he has 
teams that he plays against different, you know, the similar, similar teams against the same clubs. Okay, yeah. Well, how does that make any sense? As a theory. That's true. Okay, I agree with that. Um, that's enough about play performances or formations. Um, injuries. We've had a lot of injuries. Um, probably the one that's affecting us most is the Oxlade Chamberlain injury, which was back in the semi Champions League semi final against Roma. Um, he looks like he, he's ahead of progress. Uh, they've said he'll be back in full training towards early March, late February. Um, how important do you think he is to this Liverpool team? Um, I don't know. Because fans have a tendency to overestimate. And they get excited about stuff. For example, Naby Keita. Yeah. For a whole year, Naby Keita, Naby Keita, Naby Keita, Naby Keita. He's going to be this, he's going to be that. Bloody, bloody, blah, blah, blah. And it hasn't happened for him yet. Oxlade Chamberlain comes along, everyone slags him off, nobody knows what he's doing, what kind of player is he, you know, why did Klopp bother buying him? And then about the end, he played well for three months. Three months. Really well? I don't know about really well. He played well for three months. Okay. And now he's the player that everybody's like, oh, where's Ox, where's Ox, where's Ox? It's like, you know what, he might come back and do bits, he might come back and be ready for doing something next season. But yeah, I'm not I massively missed the bloke. Okay. Um Trent, Gomez and Genie. They're all injured. We don't I think we know that Gomez isn't going to be playing because Klopp hasn't mentioned him. He has mentioned him and he said that he's not going to be ready for a few weeks. Okay. Uh Gini I Adam's back in training. Yeah, um are Trent and Genie available? So you said Genie is. Uh, Trent, mm, probably not. But now that means that we have a right back crisis. No, because Fabinho will play there. Fabinho was injured earlier in the week. Yeah, he's fine now. Yeah, but why would, why don't we put Camacho in there? Because Fabinho's played right back for Brazil. But I'd rather Fabinho in that centre CDM role with another midfielder then in right back and Camacho put in a solid performance against Crystal Palace for the five minutes he was on I'd rather have Genoa Alden and Henderson centre mid and a proper right back who's got experience okay well I'd, I wouldn't put um, Fabinho in there I'd put Camacho in there 100% um, and he, has I ne- he has never he's he had his two-minute Premier League debut. Yeah. Two minutes, right? He got caught out in that two minutes. People talk about the tackle. The yeah. ball went over his head to Zaha. He was out of position. He's a young kid. You yeah. put Camacho in the team, you're just inviting Leicester to target him. And then your midfield is going to have to spend time covering him. That's true. Um, I forgot to mention about... Gomez, Trent and Genie. How important do you think Gomez is to our team? And how good do you think he actually is? I think he's, he's really good, but again, you know, people um, 
undervalue uh, Lovren because he says a few things which people don't agree with, people don't like his personality or whatever. Um, and I think Matip's solid enough as well. You only need a player like Gomez for the tough games. So Gomez. yeah, I would say he, he and Van Dijk are the best that Liverpool have, but if you haven't got him and you're playing Leicester, or you're playing anybody really apart from City, uh, United away, you're yeah. fine. Okay, but um, with Gomez, um, he's he's obviously he's being targeted by the strikers because you won't want to be in a situation with Van Dijk. And to say he's played so well with other strikers and wingers targeting him um, because he is probably the weak link, and that that just means he's playing extremely well. And then he hasn't played for ages, and he's just started to play at centre back. Last season, he made two critical errors, granted at full back, which uh, which gave away goals in quick succession. One was away at Burnley, yeah. where the cross came over. He didn't deal with it. He lost the header. He went across the goal and he was scored. And the second one was one nil up against Man City at Anfield. Again ball got swept across fields, he was caught underneath it, Sane took it on his chest and then even took, dribbled it past him to to go in. So, yeah, Gomez is as good, again, had a good time of it but all of a sudden, you know, he's the best thing since sliced bread and he's the best defender and, you know, he's worth this, he's worth that and he's brilliant. He's a young kid who's going to go through periods where he makes mistakes and he's going to look worse than Lovren. Um, okay, yeah, what about Trent and Genie, how, like, Trent, we've got so many right-back options, so if he goes missing, it's not that important, but he is, Trent is so good. Sorry, we've got so many right-back options, you're saying that at a time when we literally have no right-back options? Yes, because we've had an injury crisis, because right now, our right-back options are Trent's our first, then Gomez, then Milner, then Fabinho, then Camacho. Right. Those are five right-back options. Those are probably the most options we've got in backup in our team. And every single one of them have either been suspended or injured except for Camacho and Fabinho. So that's just unlucky. Is it? Yes. We've got so many right-back options, so if Trent gets injured... Yeah, we've heard it. Okay, yeah. And then... Genie, Genie. Sorry, why are you moving from right back? Huh? What's the question about Trent? How important do you think he is? Trent's a future midfielder. Really? Yeah. Why? Trent began his career as a midfielder. And when? When he was in developing as a player in Liverpool. What Liverpool tend to be doing is using using um, the right-back position as a way of blooding young players. Like Camacho. Yeah, so Camacho is not really a, a right-back. Yeah. But it's kind of a safe place to start. And you learn a lot 
and right back. Um, but no, if you look at Trent's, you know, passing. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, you can see him playing, playing in midfield. He's almost too good to be just a right back. Yeah, I, I say that. He's, he's going to be a, an, an amazing player. And with Genie, Genie's an almost certain starter in a match. Um, the only match he hasn't played in in the season was probably the, the FA Cup in Carabao and the one Crystal Palace where he was injured. And... Uh, hang on, I'm trying to read. Oh, yeah. How, same question with Genie. How important do you think he is? Are these the only questions you have? Yes! Just come on. Yeah, he's really important. Why? Because he plays very well in central midfield. Yes, but how does he do that? What job does he do for the team? Go on, you tell me what you think Genie does. This should be interesting. Penny, answering a question with a question. You don't do no, that. I've already answered it twice, right? So it's getting a bit tiresome. So go on, tell me, what do you think? Okay, I think... What does Genie do? Genie covers... Uh, um, Trent or whoever's at right back when they go up the field um, he's he normally plays in the double pivot uh, with either Fabinho or Henderson and he's got a good partnership with both of them he plays well almost every single game he's a solid central defensive midfielder he wins the ball back and passes it up to either the attacking midfielder Firmino, Mane, Shikiri, Keita or Salah um, he looks at the pass forward, and if that's not optional, then he just passes backwards. But he controls the game and the pace of the game. Is there anything he doesn't do? Yes. Shoot. Okay, and your opinion? Genie controls the game. I said that. Oh, okay, so the first time you agree with me. Oh, right. Uh, okay, and now for our last topic, formations. Okay, what's the difference between last season's Liverpool's 4-3-3 and this season's Liverpool's 4-2-3-1? Well, the difference is the same last season as it is this season. They play both. Really? Did they play a 4-2-3-1 last season? Yes. Who was in the double pivot? Wijnaldum and Hendo? I don't know. Oh. Okay, well I didn't know that, but I, I want to know what's the difference. Well, you play different systems to exploit the weaknesses of your opponent. Yeah. So, um, against Manchester City, Liverpool played a 4-3-3. City played, I think, I think they played a 4-3-3, but it's not, it's not static, it's dynamic, which means your formation can change according to what's happening in the game. So if you lose the ball, for example, then a team knows what it's meant to do, where they're meant to be, in order to cover the space. Yeah. So they may attack as a 4-2-3-1, or they may defend as a 4-3-3, or they may defend as a, a, a 5-3-2, right? 
or a 5-4-1. Okay. They may defend with a low block, with a, mid, uh, with a medium block, or a high block, with a high line. Yeah? So, systems you can only really understand when you watch them from above uh, the plate. And it's the one camera angle which no television channel gives you. And it's actually the camera angle that professional anal analysts look at yeah. to watch game. That's what they watch. That's what Carragher watches. That's what Neville watches. They look above. That's why commentators, they don't sit where the crowd sits. They sit high up. High up in the stands on something called the gantry, which is pretty much the roof, the roof of the stand, so they can see the entire pitch. Yeah. And they also have a television monitor in place as well, so they can see what the viewers are seeing as well. Um, so the thing about the 4-2-3-1, which is what Liverpool have been adopting more recently, is that Salah has changed from a left-footed right winger yeah. who cuts inside to basically the main striker. Yeah. And the three behind him is going to be Firmino, and it's going to be Sadio Mane, and Shakiri or Keita. Yeah. Um, and with... Hang on, I haven't finished. Oh. And then you've got the two who sit, who are there to protect. The thing is though, if you've only got two in the middle, yeah. then that leaves gaps. Instead of having three in the middle, right? So, the two wingers in the three need to do defensive work. So you can go from a 4-2-3-1 to a 4-4-2 to defend. And you can say to Salah, right, you're just there to stay up top, keep that threat, you know, do some closing down. But he's not going to tackle that much. Okay. If Oxlade comes back, which formation do you think he fits in? He won't fit in either. Where would he play in the 4-2-3-1 then? He could play on one of the wings. Oxlade? Yes, that's what he did for Arsenal. No. Well, what was he for Arsenal then? He was a, a driving midfielder. No, he wasn't. Was he not? No. Oh. Okay. So, Oxlade could play on the wings. What about Keita? Which formation do you think he fits in the best? Say that again? What about Keita? Which formation do you think Keita fits in the best? 4-3-3 or the 4-2-3-1? And with the 4-2-3-1, he goes on the left, Mane goes on the right, Firmino middle, Salah up top. I don't know enough about how Keita plays except that he's central midfielder. Okay, well I think he'd he's fit... He's an attacking central midfielder, that's what he does. I'd think he'd fit better in a 4-3-3. And finally, what formation do you think we play better in? It depends on the opponent. Okay, so City. It depends what formation they play. Um, okay. Right, that is the end of the ninth episode of Talk Red. Subscribe to our podcast. Listen to every single weekly episode, which is almost definitely always on a weekday. There wasn't a match this week, so we couldn't discuss... 
about a match. Liverpool's game against Leicester is on Wednesday. Hopefully you enjoyed. We'll see you next week.